Welcome to Mentored. Join two professional mentors, Carson Pugh and Martin Sanders, as they provide straight talk and wisdom to fellow leaders. Their approach is no-nonsense, practical, and focused on helping you become a better leader in all aspects of your life. Together, we'll gain valuable insights and actionable advice from these seasoned mentors. So now, here's our episode. Welcome back to Mentored. I'm Carson Pugh. And I am Martin Sanders. Martin, I, w- I want to start today by telling you an Irish story. Really? Yes. How so rare. It might take up the whole episode because, you know, as an Irishman can't even say hello in five minutes. But my family come from an area in County Down, and it's where the Morn Mountains fall into the sea. There's a famous old song from Second World War about that. And in the Morn Mountains is the original Pugh family home. And I started going there when I was quite young with my father. We would go back to Ireland. And one of the sort of pilgrimages that you would do would be to go back to the old family home. And I went back with my cousin Doris, who lives over there, and she took me to the home. And we were looking at the Pew family home, and it's empty, and it's in disrepair, and in fact, it no longer exists. It's been taken down, and a new home has been built on that particular lot. When I was with my cousin, she said, I want to show you something. And we walked down the hill to the house that was right in front of the Pew home, and we went around to the front of it, and again, it's an abandoned home, but it had all the glass was still in place in the windows. And we were peering through the front window of the house. And she told me about the owner of this house who had been neighbors to the pews years ago and how he had bragged about how he was going to build the grandest house in Morn. And then she says, and there it is. And you're looking at this place abandoned, dead, no life to it at all. And then she added, and that's the sin of pride. And she she said it with a voice like, that is like the worst thing that a person could express is pride in their life because it leads to what I'm looking at, which is death. It's the this empty shell of a home that was going to be the grandest house in all of Morn. That concept of, as you would say, the sin of pride in your family, it's a part of common language of so many cultures. Mm -hmm. And it's a reference, even outside of faith, to the biblical concept of pride goeth before the fall. Yeah, and a haughty spirit. Haughty spirit. We don't use that term very often. It's been adjusted to haughty, and that's not what we're talking about today. Yeah, a haughty spirit before destruction. So it's saying that pride, it is a precursor to some kind of a fall that's going to happen. And in our working with leaders, I find that you start to see pride displayed in different ways. I think of a behavior of that you're superior Mm -hmm. to everybody. You walk around with a bit of a strut. You absolutely refuse in your mind to admit fault or accept feedback. Those are signals to me 
of a prideful spirit. Every time. And especially the not willing to listen. So because they often don't pursue in a mentoring role, so you just give me, give me feedback. Yeah, I think that they get too busy or we, we, we have to include ourselves oh, here because sure. I think we have moments of this. But, but pride uh, really promotes self-promotion. And you get so involved with promoting yourself over the needs of your team or, or your organization or, or your family because you're so caught up in this. And the focal point is on us, not on what's best mm -hmm. for those around us, or as we've stated in previous podcasts, on focus on the mission. Yeah. It becomes focused on me, my, and you can fill in the blank of about a half a dozen common things. Mm -hmm. when, when people are acting in a prideful way, they're actually motivated out of pride. Mm -hmm. It's become something that I think often is protecting them. It's protecting their ego, keeping them safe. They become very dismissive. Pride shows up initially inconsistently in being dismissive of mm -hmm. other people, other people's mm -hmm. thoughts, other people's values, feelings, etc. Dismissive of other people, dismissive of ideas, and following closely after that can be a real disrespectful behavior to those who are, quote, beneath them, you know, just not, not where they are. I think dying to self, uh, I, a mentor or some trusted, deeply trusted person can help you to look at your own inner dialogue. What do you say to yourself about yourself? Mm, that's worth talking about. What is it? What's going on in your head when you're behaving like that? When you speak to your wife like that, or when you speak to your team in the way that you did. I was uh, meeting with a group of, again, in air quotes, renewal leaders. And they were just talking about building teams. I challenged them in the mentoring thing, take on the next generation, begin to invite younger people or people with less experience, both genders, mm -hmm. and begin to bring them with you more. And they began to mention some people that were in their circles. And someone said, oh, he's not a spirit guy. <laughs> and I stopped and I go, okay, let's just clarify something. Maybe not the way you describe it, but you're being very dismissive. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what we have to figure out is you have established a benchmark in your own mind of what you're like and this person's not measuring up, you don't get to discredit them like that. Right. I'm not going to serve you well if that's how this is going to go. And they went, yeah, we probably do way too much of that. Mm -hmm. okay. A lot of it. Well, if we were to do a definitive update of the word haughty, it would be a sense of superiority. Mm -hmm. But in order for that to work, then other people are dismissed or discredited. Yeah or seen as less than people and situations. I think haughty is an inflated view mm -hmm. of oneself and your importance. I think we can struggle with pride in two ways. One is 
There are some people who should take more pride in what they do. And they beat themselves down so much that they don't recognize that the job they just did was fantastic. And they should be able to look at that and say, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. I won't expand that, Carson, to beyond what you do as to who you are. Yes. I mean, when the Holy Trinity gets together and they actually have a validation point for you, but you're afraid of it or don't mm -hmm. want to cross over, you tend to discredit and dismiss it. Don't cross over what? Onto the side of pride. pride. Yeah, the sin of pride. The sin of pride, yes. You know, as I mentioned earlier, all of us have times when we have moments of pride, but I think it becomes negative if it becomes a consistent pattern. And at that point, it can begin to destroy relationships around you. And you'll find people who, if you were at a um, conference and there was a speaker there who the, the audience are watching, and there's enough signals taking place that the person just seems to be full of pride. You'll find that they try to give distance to him, and I think it appears even physically, where they don't go near the person afterwards, and they, they keep their distance. So we need to be attentive to times when pride lingers a little too long with us. Can you, can you describe that? Well, if I'm working with leadership a lot, and in the leadership world, if there is somebody who is, I think, filled with pride, they fail to delegate. They don't want to hand over responsibility to somebody else. It's coming out of their own pride rather than even their leadership style. They also can micromanage when they're just all over you in the finest details of the simplest tasks sometimes. We remain in control. Mm -hmm. And whether it's obvious, like we're doing it intentionally, or whether it's just that becomes our default, we stay in control. Right. When mentoring, I am paying attention to how the leader interacts with others and whether they prioritize their own interests over the interests of the collective. That could be their family, their team, their organization, their church. What, what is the impact of the decisions that they're making? So I look there, and if they're prioritizing themselves, I believe it's the sin of pride is at the root of that. And it's like a, a taproot that goes down very deep inside of leaders. What does scripture say we're to do with that sort of taproot that goes deep within ourselves? I would say that one of the ones that is a concept throughout, but one that's difficult to deal with because of it's an abstract concept would be dying to self. Mm -hmm. Some of the great key images of scripture that help you go to the next level or help you get deep into your own issues of your own soul are really abstract. 
Mm-hmm. When you say dying to self, we are encouraged in mm-hmm. Scripture to die to self and to live for Christ. So mentoring people means how do we help somebody die to self? I, I, I have an old book that I recommend to everybody who's in this. Uh, 17th century writer. I like some of the old stuff. And it's a really small book. That's why I recommend it. (laughs) Francois Fenelon writes a book called Let Go, a (laughs) subtitle, To Get to Peace and Real Joy. Mm. Let Go to Get to Peace and Real Joy. And it is just the simplicity, again, 17th century, of dying to self I haven't found hardly anybody who reads it and says, didn't like it. They yeah. go, and that was really useful to me. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's a it's a bit of an abstract concept in our world. For me, that's the place to start before we have the conversations, yeah. especially if there's pushback. Yeah. Look, like you can read this thing very mm-hmm. quickly. When I've been mentoring leaders who struggle with pride, The mentoring process begins with building awareness within them of of their behavior, like let them see that they're acting in a prideful way. And that often takes a lot of energy to do because Mm -hmm. they're so into this pattern that they no longer recognize it. And it sometimes requires like a two by four to awaken them to the fact that they're behaving in this way that is just so prideful. I think in mentoring others, in the act of mentorship, you can create a safe place where confession can be received, acknowledged, prayed about, supported, and then direction set for how are you going to try to catch yourself the next time pride starts to pop up in your life. And it's one of those that just in the context of awareness, talking with a mentor, it just moves it to the forefront Mm -hmm. and not something you hide from, nor discredit that I don't think I have this. Mm -hmm. The self-awareness grows. Yeah, I think for many people, they don't have anybody in their life who's going to challenge them on their prideful behavior. And that's where sometimes just having a little bit of distance as a mentor, you can speak into that and you can mirror back to them their behavior. And that allows them to see how they're acting and how they're behaving. When we're helping someone, a leader, wrestle with pride in their lives, it comes back to another foundational part of wisdom that we would pass on all the time, which is create around yourself and foster open communication with those on your team, with those within your family, even within your congregation. Give people permission to be honest with you about how you're coming across and to encourage the leader to seek feedback. Now, very prideful people are not good at getting feedback from others. They don't ask for it. Hi, I'm Roy, and I'm the producer of Mentored. If you're a leader who's looking for personal or professional growth to take you to the next level, 
you actually need the support of an experienced mentor. And after working with these guys, I tend to agree. I think they're right on the money. Carson Pugh and Associates are going to offer you that with their virtual Zoom platform. Leaders from around the globe can receive the best possible mentorship in the comfort of their home or office. To learn more, visit mentoredpodcast.net and arrange a talk about your needs today. Invest in your future and your leadership with my old friend, Carson. Your future starts now. Very often when we're doing mentoring, someone will come and ask, can you help me with this? I feel like I want to address this. How many people have come to you and said, I think my biggest issue is pride? (laughs) I have had a few people say that to me, but I have actually been mentoring them for quite a long period before that comes up to the surface. And I think it's the work of the spirit inside of them that is prodding them to recognize it, bringing it into the light. But it's few. Most people who are struggling with pride, part of the mask of pride is you don't notice it. Mm -hmm. You just don't. I would have the same experience. It would be very few people that that's a presenting thing. But after we're together for a little bit, with growing Mm -hmm. self-awareness, they'll go, we probably should bring up pride. And very often it's a question mark. Have you ever seen this in me? Like, Mm -hmm. look, if if you have to ask, you you already know the answer. We we know that. That's part of human nature. So you've asked. Let's pursue it. In helping a leader who's struggling with pride, I also encourage them to have an outward focus to try to get them out of just caring about how they come across or whether this is good for them and will I get paid more if I do this or whatever their language is around it to actually just think about how can we take you and redirect your focus out to the people that you're there to be serving? I think one of the great challenges in having this conversation in a podcast is every scenario is slightly different. Mm -hmm. Yes. There are similarities, but it's unique to us. Mm -hmm. And so to look at somebody else and assign pride to them. Yeah, I don't think we get to do that because sometimes they've really embraced the best of who they are. And then there's other times, and I've had these conversations with leaders, and they said, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you sort of wear your humility around like a crown. Mm -hmm. And what you are calling humility to avoid pride is you're just dressing it differently. Yeah. I think that you're bringing up, right as we're winding up this episode, the subject of humility. And I believe we should give a whole episode to that subject because we are encouraged as people of faith to walk in humble ways, Mm -hmm. to serve in humble ways. And I think we can't really talk about pride without talking about humility. So let's come back and do that again another day. Let me also, as a final on my part, just say pride creeps in so easily, 
So the greater your awareness of it there and go, how does this work for me? Since you know it creeps in, you probably can't avoid it in every situation. If you can understand your own patterns and catch it early, and as we mm -hmm. talk about consistently, having people in your life that if you happen to miss it, they're really good at just sort of gently bringing it bringing up. Bringing it up. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, as we as we come to the end here, I want to take us back to that house on the mountains of Morn that's sitting there, empty, dried flowers sitting on the kitchen table, the cutlery, the plates were still on the table, and it's abandoned, it's empty, it's dead. That is a picture of where pride leads. That's the sin of pride. It ultimately leads to death in relationships, in your leadership, in your own sense of self-worth. Wow. And, and we have the Irish to thank for giving us both the image and the accent. Give it to us one more time. Uh, that's a sin of pride. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for being with us in this podcast. Not one of our more fun things to talk about, but necessary when yeah. it comes to leadership yeah. and the human existence in the soul. If you want to hear more from us and find other resources on mentoring, head over to our website at www.mentoredpodcast.net, where you'll find all our topics as well as a way to subscribe to future episodes. And we'd also appreciate it if on social media, you take a moment to like or comment on our episodes. This helps us create better content and reach more people with our message. I'm Martin Sanders. And I'm Carson Pugh. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.